You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I am joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to everyone listening. I'm so excited to jump into today's topic since 2023 is right around the corner. How is that? It's wild. Time flies when you're having fun, they say. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Speaking of which, many make resolutions once the ball drops. So I'm curious, what do you think the most common New Year's resolution is? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with something along the lines of like losing weight, getting physically fit, dieting better, something like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I know that that's usually what it is for me. And for others, getting physically fit usually ranks high on the list as mm-hmm. well. So what else do you think? Well, I mean, since we are personal finance podcasts, I'm going to have to go with like something like getting out of debt, saving more money, investing more over time, something along the lines with personal finance related. Probably all those three things I just said. Right. Again, despite these two resolutions being so popular year after year, though, over half of us could not cover three months of expenses without savings. Mm -hmm. And around 74% of us are overweight. I mean, how can this be? Like we set goals year after year after year, but yet they're still popular again. Mm. How is that? Yeah. Goal setting is very common and popular around the new year. Many make a resolution vowing to save more money, get out of debt, or even exercise more. But unfortunately, many will not follow through. Setting goals is great, but this alone will not change anything. You can make resolutions all you want, but without a plan, a resolution is just really hopeful thinking. Mm -hmm. A better way of setting goals, I think, is to make them smart. Well, (laughs) I mean, of course they should be smart. Why would we set a goal that is dumb? (laughs) Right? SMART is actually an acronym for goals that embody the following five characteristics. So the S stands for specific, M, measurable, A, achievable, R, realistic, and T, time limited. Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. So did you know that the SMART acronym was first written down in 1981 by George Duran, a consultant and director, in a paper titled, There's a Smart Way to Write Management's Goals and Objectives. So kind of very obviously a long paper, but kind of like the the summary of it is he wrote, how do you write meaningful objectives? That is frame a statement of results to be achieved. Managers are confused by all the verbal from seminars, books, magazines, consultants, and so on. Let me suggest, therefore, that when it comes to writing effective objectives, corporate officers, managers, and supervisors just have to think of the acronym SMART. So ideally speaking, each corporate department and section objective should be SMART. While this acronym was first used in the business world, it's also useful to use when setting personal goals, especially ones that center around money. Focusing your attention on the five areas in the SMART acronym increases your chances to successfully achieve the goals you want. Right. Um, You know, and I think it's pretty easy to be skinny and have money, right? (laughs) Eat less than you burn, spend less than you earn. 
I mean, it really is pretty simple. But yet, once again, we go back to these goals fail most of the time because we just throw it out. You know, we start thinking maybe December 26th after Christmas. Oh, what should I set for this year? And then we just make some goal, some random goal. Really, none of these smart things are tied to it. And that's why they fail. And SMART goals have become popular because they provide a clear and straightforward framework for defining and managing your goals. So these types of goals provide direction. Goals are specific so you know exactly what you are working to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Another reason for their popularity is the ease of using them. You do not need to have elaborate software, a pen and paper will simply yeah, suffice. That's right up my alley. Yes, I <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked. I mean, I still use a checkbook <laughs> register. So there you go. Um, but a final reason that, that smart goals are so effective is that you can easily measure your progress. So many people give up on goals because they're not making any progress. Smart goals enable you to easily see the progress you are making on your goals. And, you know, so, so kind of the neat thing too about smart goals is that you can like, differentiate throughout the, the the year. So, you know, years ago, um, you know, when, when I was a school teacher at the start of the year, so say like January 1st, I was a school teacher, but mid-year, like in August, I had a new job that wasn't anything related to teaching. So like, and even when I started Mentoro, I started teaching and then I started here full-time in November. So if my goal that I set in January was tied to my teaching career, what am I going to do? Oh, now I'm all of a sudden I'm starting a job with Mentoro in November. So I guess just for two months, I don't have any goals, right? And don't do anything. No, that wouldn't make me an effective employee. So that's the beauty of the SMART goals as well, I think, is that it's not just like, oh, we're tying it to January 1st and it's a year-long goal that we have to sustain. It gives you you know, ways that you can kind of set a SMART goal whenever you need to throughout the year. And it's not just tied to a certain date. I love that because that's so true. I, I remember starting school in the fall. And that was always such a, a fun time of year because it felt like you were kind of starting fresh. Yes. So I can relate to that. And I think a way to put that would be it allows you to be agile mm -hmm. and, and change as you go. And speaking of agility, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier with exercising and things being hard. I think the reason why a lot of times you see that people are overweight or they don't stick with that is because it's hard. It doesn't always feel good mm -hmm. to exercise. No. It feels way better to eat that cake or eat those chips or whatever it is and sit on the couch. Um, so, you know, sometimes goals can feel hard. But again, if you can accommodate to yourself by using the SMART acronym, I think it makes it easier. Right. I mean, if it was easy, everyone would be skinny. Everyone would have money and have a great marriage and have the greatest kids and be the best parent. You know, I mean, like it takes work. And, mm -hmm. But I think that's the beauty of the, the, the SMART goal is that you can break it down and you can see progress. And if you mess up a little bit, like for one day or a couple days, you just get back on. It's not like, oh, well, that goal's blown. Oh, I guess uh, we'll just wait till 2024 now to, <laughs> to achieve it. And I think right. many people fall into that because they don't make them smart and, and have those specific things. Because once again, if you do fall off the wagon a little bit, you can easily, with a SMART goal, kind of get back on because you're measuring progress. In a, and we're going to go over it in a little bit. But in a shorter period of time, it's not just like this huge, big goal that you think, okay, if I mess up today, the goal's shot. No, right. it, it isn't. Right. Very good point. So coming up next, a deeper dive into each of these letters. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Welcome back. So we just discussed making a goal smart. So you'll have a better chance at achieving it. Let's take a look at each letter of this acronym. 
Right. So up first, the letter S, which stands for specific. So this means the goal is clear and not vague. So it answers the question, what do you want to achieve? To make a goal specific, you must address the following W questions. What, why, where, and who? What exactly are you trying to accomplish with this goal? This what can be condensed to a simple sentence. The more concise, the better. For instance, it can be as simple as, I want to be debt-free. Yeah, make it simple, right? Because once we know the specifics, we move on to the next letter, M. So the M stands for measurable. A measurable goal has a clear definition of what success looks like. It has a very clear target as well. If a goal is not measurable, it is difficult to see if any progress is actually being made towards achieving it. Definitely. And measuring progress can help keep you motivated. So I'm sure you can tell from the looks of my body, but did you know that I have run nine half marathons in my life? (laughs) Wow, that uh, has to require a lot of discipline, I would imagine. (laughs) Right. Um, And just think, I mean, when you think if I started off first and said, okay, I'm going to run 13.1 miles tomorrow, and that 0.1 counts, trust me. Um, Mm -hmm. That's probably it's probably not going to happen. But by breaking it into certain segments, it made it achievable. So when you start off, it's like maybe it's like a 15-week training program. By the end of week four, I'm going to get up to three miles. By the end of week eight, I'm going to get up to six. Then I can just increase every single week as I get closer. So it just makes that huge goal of like, how in the world am I going to do this? It makes it more achievable because you're breaking into smaller parts. That's so true. I recently got into cycling over the summer. And speaking of uh, achievable, imagine what it feels like when you get to the top of that mountain. So for me, cycling, it's like, oh, finally, my legs get a break. Same for you running. Same for anybody who is working towards any goal. It's a great feeling. Mm -hmm. So let's use the goal of I want to be debt free. Some of the questions that can be measured include how much debt do I need to eliminate and how will I know when this goal is accomplished? Mm -hmm. How much debt is there? If the total amount of debt, let's say, is $25,000, there is an exact number. In addition, every $2,500 paid on this debt eliminates it by 10%. Right. And that's the key. You have the big target, and then you break it down a little bit, and you can make sure, okay, I am making progress on achieving this goal, and it can be easily documented and measured. So in addition, there needs to be a definite understanding of when this goal has been met. So if you have $25,000 of debt and your goal is to be debt-free, it's pretty straightforward when the goal will be achieved, when this debt is completely paid off. So this question may sound simple, but it is one that must be answered. Mm -hmm. And that's a natural transition into the next letter, which we've been discussing, and that is A, which stands for achievable. An achievable goal is one that can actually be achieved. (laughs) Go figure. I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a goal that may require improvement in some area, but not improvement that is unrealistic. Right. I mean, for me, if I had a goal that I'm going to dunk a basketball, probably not going to happen, right? So as much jumping as I do, probably not going to be able to. So it definitely has to be achievable. And to see if a goal is achievable, you may have to do a little research. So for instance, paying off $25,000 of debt in one month is not realistic if you make $30,000 a year, right? Pretty obvious. However, if you earn $300,000 a year, this may be achievable. So you simply need to ask yourself, do I have the resources available to achieve my goal? If the answer to this question is no, find out what is missing to make it achievable. 
Remember, what is achievable for one person may not be for another. Many times you can make an unachievable goal achievable by changing some of its parameters. For example, increasing the time frame or lowering the target number that you're aiming for. Right. So, I mean, like in this case, with paying off $25,000 of debt, if you only make $35,000 you know, a year, that may be not achievable in one year, but maybe it's achievable in two years. So maybe you say, I'm going to pay off $12,500 this year, $12,500 next year. So just to make it achievable so you don't, you know, because once again, a lot of us beat ourselves up and we don't do it and then we give up and throw in the towel. And that's where we kind of want to make sure when you do the smart approach, you can make sure that, hey, this is actually doable. It's not yeah. an impossible task. Or it's like, you know, talking about losing weight, you know, I can very clearly identify that I want to use lose X number of Mm -hmm. pounds, but, you know, I want them to be gone yesterday and I don't want to put the time and energy into, you know, having to actually go through it. But I feel like when you can break it down and make it actually achievable, uh, it's more likely that it happens. And it sticks. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal, too, with these SMART goals. Hopefully, you don't have the same SMART goal like a New Year's resolution year after year. I mean, we've right. talked about it with people that that win money very fast. A lot of times it goes very fast as well. But if your goal is to become debt-free in a year, you know the sacrifice and time. You make it achievable. But then you're like, you know what? I remember how tough the struggle was to get out. I'm not going back there again. So if it's too easy sometimes, too, then it's easy to fall back into old habits. Very fair point. So next, after um, after A, we move on to the letter R, which stands for realistic. Realistic and achievable goals go hand in hand, and these two attributes are similar in nature. The difference is the circumstances in your life. Paying off $25,000 in debt in one year can be realistic for some, as we've pointed out, mm-hmm. but certainly not for others. If you earn $100,000 a year and are single, maybe this goal can be achieved. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And and for some, it may not, once again, but you just have to look at to make sure those two are probably big. They're realistic and achievable, right? So if you are married and you have three children that you support, this same goal is probably not very realistic with all the expenses that come along with kids. So sometimes a goal can seem achievable on the surface without taking into consideration the people involved with it. Mm -hmm. So to make a goal realistic, think about others who will have to do something to help you achieve this goal. Right. And this is silly, but to go back to your dunking example, I mean, if you really wanted that to happen, then you could probably spend all day every day going out there and practicing your dunking. But think about the pressure that would put on Tracy for everything with your kids or the pressure that would put on us here because you wouldn't show up to work. I mean, that's silly. It's not realistic. The kids may be embarrassed, too. Dad's out in the driveway (laughs) jumping again. Yeah. yeah. Not not a good look. Right. Right. Probably. Yeah. Not not when you have a 10th grader at home. I don't (laughs) think she would appreciate that. So but you do. You have to look at the other people, especially if you're married, you have other things going on. We have to consider other people and, and their thoughts and feelings. And, and just, you know, and I'll even go back way back when I started first wrote books. I mean, it was when I was still teaching. So I knew that was one of my goals. But to make it achievable, I couldn't take away from the family time. So or my teaching time. So I would get up a couple hours earlier and just hammer away at it a little bit. But that made it achievable because I was eliminating outside distractions and it wasn't affecting other people. So that is where we have to take a look at, hey, 
other people may have to help us achieve it and they're going to have to be on board. And if not, we're going to have to figure out a way that we can do it, you know, alone and not impact our daily lives or our other responsibilities. Such a good reminder and not to keep belaboring this point, but to, to kind of draw it back to money. It's like we talked about in the first season when Justin and I were saving to buy a house mm-hmm. and I put him on such a strict yeah, diet. Like 70 cents a day money. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Lucky I mean, man. Lucky man. Danny, it was $7.20 for the month in personal spending. I mean, that's absurd. I don't know what I was thinking. I was not being smart. But, you know, I have to keep in mind, too, that Justin is my spouse and Mm -hmm. we have to come together for some of these goals. So I think in the same sense, uh, maybe these smart goals are something that you should sit down with your spouse or with your family or with your partner, whomever. And talk about together. And I think it should. And I think that's the beauty of these SMART goals is by having that, you have to think of other people that, you know, we had the episode where we did have our spouses on, but it it, it encourages that communication. Mm-hmm. And I think then you're working as a, as a team on those goals together. Mm-hmm. The last letter we look at is T. A final characteristic of a SMART goal is that it's time limited. That is, it is achieved within a certain period of time. Many need to be able to know where the finish line is in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. Making a goal time bound gives you a sense of pressure to consistently work and focus on this goal since the clock is always ticking. Yes. So, I mean, putting a time limit on a goal answers another W question. When? When can this goal be achieved? Maybe it is in five years, one year, or maybe in just in one month. But once this time frame is determined, plans can be made to achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. It's getting to the top of that hill. Right. You know at the top. Right. Yep. Exactly. In fact, you can start making daily progress towards achieving this goal by asking the following questions. What can I do today to achieve this goal? What can I do this month to achieve this goal? What can I do in the next six months to achieve this goal? And finally, what can I do in the next 12 months to achieve this goal? Uh, another simple question you could say is just what am I going to do next? Right. And that's What's what I like about move? this. It just creates moment. It's like you're, you're not, you know, we heard the age old saying, you know, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. And I think this kind of puts that into play of like, okay, you're just constantly moving forward. And that's what I like about it. And it, it keeps momentum going that it doesn't look at this huge goal that you want to achieve. It breaks it into smaller pieces that you're like, yes, I can accomplish this. So these questions enable you to start making progress right away once again. So for many, taking action is the key to achieving a goal. Breaking a goal down into smaller parts can be the difference between an achievable goal and a dream. Mm-hmm. Now that you know what each of these letters represent, what are some real-world examples of SMART goals? Coming up after the break, a look at some common ones. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And we're back. Now it is time to really show how setting SMART goals can make a huge difference. So we mentioned, you know, New Year's resolutions, a lot of times one of them is paying off debt. So we're going to start with that one, paying off debt. So this is a great goal, but just simply stating I will pay off my debt is not smart. To make this goal meet the smart standards, it needs to be reframed as following. So once again, as specific, I will pay off all my debts. Measurable, I will pay off the $10,000 I have in debt so that the balance owed is $0. Achievable. After paying all of my expenses, I have $500 left over each month, which makes this goal achievable. Realistic. 
even by applying half of this $500 every month, so $250 a month, this goal can be achieved in a little over three years. Time limited. I will apply $250 every month towards my debt to ensure it will be completely eliminated in less than three and a half years. So by reframing it, the goal of paying off all your debt just became specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-limited. You can measure the progress as you work towards achieving this goal and know it is attainable with some effort. I love that example, and I think it's one that's going to be so helpful to a lot of people. I think when you look at debt, it feels so overwhelming that it's like, where am I even going to start? Right. And and we just said, you know, it's almost 2023. You think three and a half years is a long time. Well, we know how fast time goes. So just think if that if you're in that situation, just think three years from now, you're going to almost be debt free. How great Mm -hmm. is that? Yes, it does seem a ways, but we know it's going to be here in a blink of an eye. Such a fair point, and I really like how that example works. Here's another common financial goal. I will set aside money for retirement. To make sure you retire with a nest egg is something to aim for, of course. Let's make this goal smart to ensure it happens. So, specific, I will contribute enough to my 401k at work to ensure I get the 5% match my employer offers. The where and why are clearly defined here. Yep. Measurable. I will contribute 5% of my salary to my 401k at work to ensure I get the full matching amount from my employer. Right. You can measure that. I'm doing it every month. Mm-hmm. Achievable. This is very achievable. I have more than enough after I invest this amount each month to pay my expenses. Realistic. My financial situation gives me the flexibility to invest this amount and not really notice too much of the difference in my day-to-day life. And finally, time limited. This Wednesday, I will set up a plan to have 5% of my salary invested automatically by next Friday to ensure I will get the full 5% company match. The goal of saving for retirement just became smart. The only action left to do is visit the human resources department and get it set up. A great thing about this goal, too, is once it's set up, it will continue unless you opt out. In other words, it becomes automatic. Right. And that's a huge, we talk about that all the time, especially with financial goals, is making it automatic. And I think that's the beauty of a lot of times, too, when you set up these SMART goals. And we went over financial ones, but it can be almost in any area of life. If you make it a habit, you kind of make it, you know, in certain things, when you have to exercise, of course, you're going to have to get out there and actually do it. It's not like, hey, the robot's going to go run for me today. But- (laughs) If you kind of make it that automatic as much as you can, kind of like with your finances, then it just, it becomes a habit and then you stick with it. And then over time you'll notice, okay, three months later, you're still staying with the goal that you set in January because you made it smart. So that just gave us two good examples of how smart goals work. And while paying off debt and saving for retirement are great goals to have, things you could set smart goals for are unlimited. So maybe it's saving up to buy a car or paying off the the holiday gifts you bought, or maybe even taking a paid for an advanced summer vacation. You could just go on and on and on with what you want to set SMART goals for. That's right. I think a good point here too is that it doesn't necessarily have to be related to something that's negative in your life. No, and it should, not all of them should be, really. Right. I mean, be, uh, It could be something that you aspire towards like that retirement plan or summer mm-hmm. vacation or um, building healthier habits like 
Um, you know, we did this past year reading a book a month, trying to get back in the in, in the habit of actually spending time reading books that we enjoy, not just mm-hmm. reading books for business. So yeah. it can also just be about building healthy habits. Yeah. Sam, I am green eggs and ham. That, those are the books I <laughs> yes. usually try to read. Yes. Know, Red I, fish. Then I accomplished my goal very fast. <laughs> Redfish, bluefish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very easy. The main point in creating smart goals is to really think about the goals you want to accomplish and then create a plan of attack in order to do so. It's important important to remember these goals should be personal and not created because someone else thinks that they're worthy. Right. Yeah. In essence, these goals must be your goals and not someone else's. In addition, it can also help if you write your goals down. There is something about seeing them on paper that can help you work harder in trying to achieve them. Right. And maybe even put it on the bathroom mirror. Mm-hmm. And that just it, kind of a constant reminder in your car, whatever, just okay, I'm working on this and maybe even do the progress that you're making. So mm-hmm. just to kind of give you that extra motivation to keep moving forward. That's one thing that I like about some of the apps that are out there right now is you get that kind of daily notification yep. of, you know, did you go and do your walk yet? Or right. have you journaled today? Whatever it is right. that kind of I mean, helps I know you Tracy stay on your toes. Apple Watch and the ring closes. I mean, just kind mm-hmm. of a, a, just a little reminder of, yes. So many people come up with goals and do not create a proper plan to accomplish them. This is why thousands make New Year's resolutions every year concerning weight, exercise, and money. Yet year after year, nothing really changes. Taking the time to plan out goals using the SMART acronym can be the difference between success and failure. Do not get discouraged if something happens and you get off track a bit when trying to accomplish a goal. Life can and will throw us curveballs. And that's okay. Just get back up and keep making progress. As long as you stay focused on the end result and keep taking steps towards achieving it, you will be on the way to changing your life. Yes. So Whitney, I really enjoyed this smart conversation. We have many smart conversations (laughs) around here. We do. Yes, we do. (laughs) And thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, be sure to follow us on your favorite social media platform. We're on Twitter, Insta, all the the, the ones you can think of. So be sure to follow us there. And catch us next time as we Run With The Bulls. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.